Hey everybody, this is Ruben, and you're listening to Amazing Stories. Bonjour, Matelot. Aha, so you've finally bobbed to the surface, Mr. Pasmatu. How's the aid? My head is a little blurred. I'm not surprised. A couple of us almost had to carry you on board. How can that have been? <laughs> what do you remember? I'm not sure. I, I was in a dark place. Someone should have warned you. Them dockside opium dens ain't fit for an honest traveller. I thought it was an ordinary bar. Were you robbed at all? No, I have my watch. Oh. Which says it is six o'clock on this fine morning. Plenty of time before I take my master his shaving water. Except it's four o'clock in the afternoon. Afternoon? Yes. <laughs> I am in disgrace. This watch of mine is always wrong. I shall put it away till I can get it mended in London. Now, this master, when did he come aboard? I... I don't know. I reserved three berths. Uh, for myself, Mr Phileas Fogg and Miss Aouda. Don't recognise their names. Perhaps your master didn't know he was sailing early. Mon Dieu! I was on my way to tell him that news when I met Mr Fix, and I possess one, two, three tickets. This is a disaster! I have left Mr Fogg in Hong Kong! Around the World in 80 Days by Jules Verne. Dramatized by Terry James in four episodes. Episode 3 The Missing Acrobat. Notebook of Sergeant Fix, Detective. The servant has disappeared off the face of the earth, even though I left him intoxicated in a quayside hostelry. But my delaying tactic has worked all the same. Fogg and his newly acquired female companion are stranded in Hong Kong. The warrant of arrest must be nigh. Excuse me, sir, madam. Are you by any chance looking for the SS Carnatic? We are. Then I have to tell you that it sailed early. Oh, dear. I see. It's my fault, Mr Fogg. Without stopping to help me, you would easily have made the connection. You would probably not have lost Passepartout. I have no regrets over the delay, Miss Ayuda. And my acrobatic servant disappears at an average of 2.86 times a week. I also miss the ship. It seems we must wait a week for the next sailing to Yokohama. A whole week? At least you can enjoy the sights of Hong Kong. If I can be of any assistance as a guide... Uh, no, thank I you. I think I spy an alternative. What? I say, you, with the telescope... Are you the master of a ship? I'm Captain Bunsby. That's my pilot boat over yonder, the Tanker Deer. Is she fast? Uh, fastest in the harbour. Then I offer you £100 a day and a bonus of £200 if you get this young lady and myself to Yokohama. 
by or before the 14th. Yokohama? For us to join the boat for San Francisco. Oh, this is madness. You'll drown. I am ready to take the risk. Very courageous, miss, but uh, in all honesty, I cannot risk the lives of my crew. That's good sense. But there is another way. How can there be? Sailing closer to the coast, we can reach Shanghai. The San Francisco steamer leaves from Yokohama. Ah, but it starts out from Shanghai on the 11th. We have four days to catch her. How long before we can put to sea? As soon as you like. Here is an advance of £250. Oh, very generous. And since it is the less dangerous route, I expect you will wish to join us, Mr... Um... A fix. Fix is the name. I was about to ask just such a favour. You are very kind, sir. But what about Passepartout? We have an hour to search for him. Otherwise, he must make his own way. The Journal of Jean Passepartout. I have checked with the purser. Mr. Fogg and Miss Aouda are not on board. I have lost them, and I have probably lost my job. In two days, I shall land in Japan, where I have never been. I think it must be a wonderful place. I should like to see the sights, but first I must find work and earn money. Don't look good. Don't you want to join the other passenger down below? Not especially. Are we in your way here? No, miss. But wouldn't you feel safer in the cabin? I don't think so. Then hold on tighter than tight. Mr. Farm, we ought to head into a port. I agree. Oh, you do? The port I have in mind is called Shanghai. But that's impossible. Our one and only destination. You're a determined pair. Well, we shall get there or sink in the attempt. I'm obliged. Oh, oh, grab my hand. Ah, are you steady? I'm so sorry. I only let go for a second to wipe spray from my eyes. That was a near disaster. Miss Oda, may I offer you the cabin to yourself? Thank you, Mr. Fix. But I once nearly met my end in a state of unconsciousness. Today, I wish to stare fate in the face. I shall do my utmost to protect you. And I shall stay on deck myself. Captain Bunsby? Sir? Is there any way I can make myself useful? Batten down a hatch or some such thing? Just keep clear of the crew. And don't get yourself swept overboard. Aye, aye, Captain. I can help you, sir. You sell clothes, I think? I, I want to exchange mine for Japanese clothes. That way I shall be able to get work. Your face will not look Japanese. Wait and see. My face is very mobile. Ah, so? And where will you work? I've seen a big poster for a troupe of famous Japanese acrobats, uh, presented by the Honourable William Batulkar. He must be an English lord, so he will think I'm Japanese. Rehearsal in one minute, and the false nose is at the ready, you lazy lot. Excuse me. Who are you? Uh, Japanese akolobatyo lochip. Oh, pull the other one. No, understand. You look like a Frenchman to me. But, monsieur, how clever you are. You should say, my lord. Since you are exchanging honesties, I do not think you are an aristo. 
Fair enough. But I truly am an acrobat. I was with a circus in Paris. I have all the acrobats I need. But with that daft grin of yours, I could use you as a clown. As a clown? Yeah, go to that tent, get dressed and made up. Honourable. Yeah, 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 yeah. What is it? One of acrobats ran away. Why? Because you are so rude. I'm always rude. Which row of the human pyramid was he from? The bottom row. Oh, one absentee from that row and the whole lot comes tumbling down. Uh, <coughs> Monsieur. What? Oh, dear. Are you still here? I could not help overhearing, and as I am an acrobat... This lot don't just stand on each other's shoulders. They wear very long, false noses, and each upper artiste balances on two noses of the lot underneath. Now, what do you say to that? I hope no one needs to sneeze. What a pleasure to have solid ground beneath one's feet again. For a shipping agent, you seem none too fond of the sea, Mr Fix. Um, <laughs> nor are many of the company's customers. One of my duties is to test the comforts and discomforts of the journeys they will undertake. And I thank you, Mr Fogg, for getting me to Yokohama. You must allow me to pay a share of the cost. Certainly not. The same journey would have been made with or without you. Oh. Please excuse us, and we have much to do before setting sail again. Goodbye, Mr Fix. Uh, yes, uh, goodbye to you both. Mr Fix seems reluctant to leave us. But he is gone, and we must make speedy inquiries. To find Passepartout. If he has got this far, let's start over there. The SS Carnatic! My name, your consulship, is Sergeant Fix. Ah, I wondered when you would show your face. Did you? I'm honoured to be expected at last. I have this document, sent on from Hong Kong, came on the SS Carnatic. I can't believe it. I've been waiting for this warrant in Bombay, in Calcutta and in Hong Kong. At last it's caught up with you, old chap. If I boarded the Carnatic in Hong Kong Harbour, I could have collared him there and then. The man who robbed the Bank of England. I say. Here in Yokohama, it's useless. I'm afraid it is. You should have arrested him while he was still on British territory. I know that. Oh, with the greatest respect, Your Honour. But if Fogg thinks he can still get away, he is deeply misguided. I shall follow him to San Francisco and beyond. I shall hunt him across continents. I'll see him behind bars in the end. Well said. Determination. Stuff of the Empire. A spot of tea to see you on your way. This place seems very popular, but are you sure we can spare the time just to watch an acrobatic performance? If I'm right, you'll soon see why we're here. And now I, the Honourable William Battlecar present the greatest spectacle performed by my internationally famous troupe of Japanese acrobats, the Human Pyramid, where each higher man will balance on the long noses of those below. Let the act commence! It must be painful to have someone standing on your nose, even if it's a false one. I should have asked when the performance ends. They cannot possibly stay balanced for long. There goes the top man. Oh, what a splendid sight. Quiet. Heavens, one of them slipped out from the bottom layer. Master, master. 
can it be? Passepartout. Oh, in terrible disguise. Oh, dear, the rest are losing their balance. Mr. Fogg, Miss Aouda, how on earth did you find me? It was straightforward. You once told me you had worked in the circus. Yes, in Paris. I don't know why this idiotic Frenchman has come running to you, but months of work have been destroyed. Please, take this modest sum in compensation. I don't want no mock... <laughs> quite generous, sir. But please take that wrecking individual away with you and never let him near my theatre again. That is my intention. Good day. The Journal of Jean Passepartout. We are safely aboard the SS General Grant and heading for San Francisco. This is a very fast paddle steamer and Mr. Fogg hopes we may make up lost time. Mr. Fix's unkind behaviour in Hong Kong is still a great mystery to me. For the moment, I have kept from telling Mr. Fogg about his part in my downfall. What happened to you in Hong Kong? I purchased the tickets, monsieur. Uh, three tickets, as you asked. And? I also learned that the time of sailing had been brought forward. And? Before coming back to meet you and Miss Aouda at the club hotel, I stopped in what I thought was an ordinary bar. The, the, the next thing I knew, I was halfway to Yokohama. I am sorry, monsieur. You already have a bill accumulating for the gas left burning in London. Yes, sir. I ought to add the cost of those tickets. And the compensation you had to pay the not very honourable William Batulcar. That too. But I shan't. Oh, thank you, thank you, monsieur. As long as there are no more escapades. Absolutely none, I promise. You made promises before. What I want is action, or, or rather, the lack of it. Absolutely, sir. And you still have to pay for the gas. I left my master's cabin wondering, is there a human disturbance within Mr. Fogg's machine-like exterior? Miss Aouda is always keen to discuss the matter. He treats her with the greatest respect and consideration, while at the same time... He behaves as if every act or decision is made to aid, or at least not hinder, his journey. That is not surprising, miss. If we don't get back to London by the 21st of December, he will lose nearly all his money. I know. But outside of his determination, there are feelings I've noticed. Feelings, miss? Like... Loyalty and affection. When we were in that little boat, in the midst of a fierce typhoon, he said, It makes no sense that we should sink. Such an incident would prevent us from rescuing Passepartout from whatever mess he's in. Very practical. Very practical indeed. It showed he was missing you. Of course. I am in his manservant. He missed the duties I should have been there to perform. Oh, Passepartout, what is this? Are you pretending to be like him? Why not? I think that is the way I shall keep out of trouble. When we get to San Francisco, I shall not go and see a single sight. Oh, yes. Especially, I shall not go to any bars. And except when Mr. Fogg tells me to do so, I shall talk to no one, even on this steamer. Oh, it's a relief not to have to talk to Mr. Fix anymore. I don't know why, but he made me feel uneasy. Mr. Fix? He was a shipping agent who shared our dangerous voyage to Shanghai. We left him in Yokohama. 
Notebook of Sergeant Fix, Detective. Fifth day aboard the General Grant. Once or twice I've checked on Fogg and his party from a distance. Otherwise, it seems best to keep out of their way. An accidental meeting in San Francisco will suffice. Mr. Fix, you villain! Don't you dare run away! Hello, Passepartout! I promised my master to keep out of trouble, but I shall give you a boxing lesson all the same! Am I not better than up? For the time being, maybe. Hey, the winner! Thank you for your interest, ladies and gentlemen, but this is a private matter. I think it's time to explain my actions. I have guessed it all. You are sent by the members of the Reform Club to try and make Mr. Fogg lose his bet. Oh, I don't believe in this wager for one minute. Your master is a bank robber. Another word and I'll punch you again. Punch away, but it doesn't stop my being a detective sent from London. I have here a, a warrant for Mr. Fogg's arrest for stealing £55,000 from the Bank of England. So why haven't you arrested him? I got hold of the warrant too late. It only has value on British territory. That's why I tried to delay your party from leaving Hong Kong. I don't believe you or your piece of paper. Mr Fogg is determined to get back to England. Listen, in order that justice may proceed, I want your master back on British soil. So? So if I can help in any way to speed his journey, I shall. Does that suit you? Better than when you were trying to hold us up. Exactly. I should prefer you not to tell Mr Fogg who I really am. I would not wish to distract him with such a fairy story. Good lad. Now, are we friends again? Not friends. Allies, maybe. But if all this is a trick and you try to hold us up for half a second, I shall break your neck. I should not have led you into such a scene of rowdiness. I have never seen any election before. Do voters always fight each other? Not in England. Well, not like this. We must find a way through. If I may be of assistance. Mr. Fitz, but how can you be in America? We must have taken the same steamer. How extraordinary that we never met. Quite baffling. We are on our way to the railway station. The cabs are all taken. I'm going that way myself. May I aid you, Mr. Fogg, in protecting the lady from this rabble? A lady, and you will keep your soiled hands to yourself. Oh, or pay dearly. Hear that, boys? An Englishman! I am Phileas Fogg, and I issue a formal challenge. Any time, any place, though for the moment I'm busy, so I'll give you this on account. All aboard the 
Central Pacific. All aboard! I'm already aboard. Where are the others? Maybe they got caught up in the election. There's a big rally today. Is there? Mm-hmm. I didn't see it. I only carried out my duties. For the rest, I almost went through the city with my eyes closed. Oh, grand shame. And Frisco's real beautiful. Please, I don't wish to know. Oh, at last. We were caught in a riot, but Mr. Fix came to our aid. A horrible man with a great red beard tried to hit Mr. Fogg. I put myself in the way and the scoundrel dented my hat with his fist. There's a great bruise on your forehead. I'm used to bruises. It was quite unnecessary. I should have parried the blow quite well. If I see the ignorant fellow again, I shall demand satisfaction. If necessary, I shall return from England to settle the matter. Ah, so, Passepartout, you arrived on time. Yes, monsieur, and without a single adventure. I have purchased the Colt revolvers and Enfield rifles, as you requested. What are they for? The railway runs through hostile Indian territory. But why are they hostile? The railroad company did not exactly seek permission from the tribes to go that way. The Journal of Jean Passepartout. After days on the train, I had become fond of travelling on what they call the observation platform, an end section of the carriage open to the air. Passepartout, we are very worried. Madame? We've left Mr. Fogg asleep. He mustn't know. Further down the train, I saw that vicious man with the red beard. Colonel Proctor. How far away? Four carriages. But if Mr. Fogg should also decide to take a walk and see him, you know how very determined he is to fight a duel. We must keep Mr. Fogg up this end of the train. You could get him to play cards. He has not played for a long time. Let us go to it. Why are you waiting, Passepartout? Can you not play whist with three people? With a dummy, yes. Then I shall stay here, on guard. You have never seen Colonel Proctor. I shall simply tell any approaching red-bearded man that this carriage is in quarantine. With luck, he'll get off at the next station. Goodbye for now, then. Au revoir. Now listen here. My name is Colonel Stamp Proctor, and I demand to know what the devil's going on. At least I have now seen my man. Well, it looks perfect in case to me. Does anybody know where we're why has the train stopped, please? The Medicine Bow Bridge is not safe. It'll never bear the weight of the train. Yesterday's blizzard loosened rocks at the top of the ravine and they broke some of the lowest struts. Pablo, like a human pyramid with a man gone from the bottom row. Why is everybody talking rubbish? Well, you're just a signalman. Yeah, but I should yeah, know you. what I'm doing. <laughs> I don't know what you are. But you ain't an American. I am French and proud of it. I'm the engineer of this train and damn proud of it. Yeah, what else do you say? I say if we get up to top speed, we could get across that bridge. Yeah. Even if there was no bridge there at all. (laughs) That's the American spirit. Go at it full tilt. Damn right. Wouldn't it be better to have the... Nothing would be better than what we're going to do, Frenchie. Everyone back on the train. All I was going to suggest was that the passengers walk across the bridge first. That way the train would be lighter. 
Don't you think so, Monsieur the Signalman? I think you're all going cheerfully to your death. One solitary trick again. I'll need two dummy hands to play with before I win. Once more, you played immaculately, Miss Oda. Whist was part of my English education. We seem to have got a very great speed up. Don't let it distract you from dealing. Bridge does not sound happy. Who cares? We're all on the right side of her. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, damn! Looks like I will have to jump the gap next time. But never mind. All aboard, folks. We got some engine territory to speed our way through. Get to it. How are your nerves holding up, Frenchie? My nerves are fine. Passepartout, so this is where you've been hiding. Uh, my, my, my. Lucky who's here. I was uh, only taking fresh air while Monsieur played at whist. Was the game not satisfactory? It was fine, apart from some distracting movements by the train. But I see you, Miss Ayuda, and Mr. Fix have been playing a game too, to keep me from shooting this ridiculous individual. You shoot me? Ha! Now is as good a time as any, Conductor. Will you kindly clear our carriage for this person and myself to fight a duel? It will only require a few moments. Sure, go ahead. Half a minute's long enough to rid the world of another hoity-toity Englishman. the car. There's gonna be a shootout. Shootout. Have a pistol. I have a Colt revolver. This is madness. I shall be the one to fight. You ruin my best hat, sir. Fix, will you leave the matter to me? Passepartout, you stay. Keep out of my way. I'll try, monsieur, but how will you do this? The carriage must be 50 feet long. Shall we start back to back and turn after 10 paces, which my servant shall count out? Suits me. Outcome will be just the same, whatever way. Very well. Let us start. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Damn legions! Got me beforehand, but chill! Travelling around the world in 80 days were Leslie Phillips as Phileas Fogg, Diana Quick as Princess Aouda, Ivo Bear as Passepartout, and Jim Broadbent as Sergeant Fix.
William Hootkins was Colonel Proctor, John Church, Captain Bunsby, and Jonathan Adams, Battle Car. Other parts were played by Ronald Herdman, John Church, Mark Straker, and Joanna Myers. The music was composed and performed by Wilfredo Acosta, and the director was Janet Whitaker. Thank you for listening, and don't forget to join us tomorrow for yet another amazing story.